0: All right. Welcome back everyone to another week on the I Did It Again podcast with Tanya and Rachel. Rachel, you want to say hi to everybody?
1: Hello, everybody.
0: <laughs> so we are joined by two guest speakers, two friends of mine um, for this week's uh, podca- podcast episode. We're going to be talking about um, body image um, while dating body image just while living as well um so i thought i would ask two of my friends who have been supporters of this podcast from the moment i texted them about it my friend claudia who we went to college together do you want to say hi claudia hi i have to say it sounds it's hard to call you claudia because i just <laughs> I, I still call you Cloud. so <laughs> trying to trying to be a little bit more adult about that and, and then, then we-, we also yeah And then we also have my friend Miranda, who I know from working at a terrible, traumatic (laughs) job together. (laughs) What has it been, like seven
2: years ago now? (laughs) Yeah, too many and not enough.
0: (laughs) Yep, yep, pretty much. Not enough time has passed. But again, really, if I think about it, Claudia, we also kind of worked in a traumatic, terrible environment for a little bit too in college. So (laughs) we all, I kind of all know you from that experience. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) All right. So we always like to start off the podcast by having our guests introduce themselves the ways that Rachel and I introduce (laughs) ourselves, which is
1: the languages we speak.
0: Yes. We have to, we have to just like honor the space. We have to ground ourselves. So what we always like to do, if you want to introduce yourselves again, um, say your um, Hogwarts house, your astrological sign, if you know, you're like, I'm not into astrology, like Rachel and I, feel free to use your Enneagram, whatever you want to do. So Claudia, how about you introduce yourself first?
3: Hey, so I'm Claudia. My Hogwarts house is a Gryffindor and then both my sun and rising signs are Gemini and then my moon is a Pisces. So I Mm -hmm. am a crazy but sad bitch.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, that's good. That's That's very good.
3: Yeah, (laughs) welcome to the podcast. I Mm -hmm. feel
1: like
0: we're all a little bit crazy and a lot sad. A
1: lot sad. Yes, a lot (laughs) sad.
0: Miranda, what about you?
2: Hello, I'm Miranda. Um, I am also a Gryffindor. Um, I'm not super into astrology, but I do know that I'm an Aquarius. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whatever that means. You You and Harry Mm Styles.
0: Yeah, you and Harry Styles are share the same sun sign right I always get those
1: confused
0: mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. there we go perfect and then um we love asking our guests about um again the things that Rachel and I love sexual awakenings and crushes
1: <laughs> so I love a sexual awakening that's <laughs> what I would that's what I would say about myself I love a sexual awakening. do you
0: love them more or less than a crush though because
1: no I would say I I don't well I think less I think like I like crushes more I just think it's funny to say I love a sexual awakening. <laughs> 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 clue Perfect. me in clue me into you
0: <laughs> yes I, I mean it does I feel like it says a lot so who wants to go first who would like to share who is your sexual awakening it could be a celebrity it could be somebody you knew like a friend it could be
3: fictional completely who
0: who is your sexual awakening <laughs>
3: I had a hard time trying to come up with this and then all of a sudden it hit me it was Channing Tatum in specifically She's the Man.
1: All right. That's what I like that. Me. Yeah. That's a
3: good one. It mm-hmm. I mean, is a I good one. It's like a classic for anyone of our age.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean you... I really love him in The Dancing Step Up but yeah
1: mm-hmm.
3: really it got me in She's the Man. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was his like awkward
0: but funny personality yeah like the shot the, the shy guy
3: kind of mm-hmm. vibe a little bit right Shy high like, guy, yeah yes and him doing those soccer moves really? yeah. yeah yeah I mean it is also just
0: a, a soccer player <laughs> that mm-hmm. was my type in high school so yep
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
0: that's a good one I haven't thought about that one in a while
1: it's a good one that's a great movie
0: it is a great movie all right Miranda
2: Ugh. I'm trying to, like, go back and forth between, oh, do I say this one, or do I just go with, <laughs> you know, an actual person? You can do either way.
1: I but love I the sound say... of not an actual person. <laughs> Let's start there.
2: Um, well, I'm going to go with an actual person first. Um, I want to say Ryan Gosling, because he's always just held a place right in my heart and mm-hmm. other places. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> um dimitri from anastasia yeah. yes perfect it's perfect yes yeah oh so, my God. Um, right there <laughs> it's yes. great. like why 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 not? Okay, but- why not exactly two
0: things first of all have you seen the image of ryan gosling as ken
2: as what ken, ken. in the new barbie movie no oh my god
0: you need to i'm gonna pull it up right now we'll do a live reaction because and this to-
1: barbie movie is a greta gerwig vehicle again right really? am i wrong on that let me I oh, don't we'll think double, it is. i'll be double checking
0: that <laughs> you need to double check <laughs> that reason. while i pull up this picture so ryan Gosling is playing ken in the in a barbie movie margot robbie is playing barbie oh you're not ready See, for- this that. is the weirdest thing i've ever seen in my entire life why
2: i also heard they're not playing barbie girl by aqua and i don't think i'm gonna see that movie just because of that a, that's gonna be some sort can of can you see it yes wow. i hate that uh, why is <laughs> oh my I mean, god i love
3: a canadian tuxedo so i do appreciate that
2: <laughs> uh, i appreciate that but oh my it's, god
3: it's like is Luke...
0: greta
1: gerwig's barbie
0: greta gerwig it's is behind this... it yes I don't know why that surprises me because I know but I I can't wait <laughs> it just it like he's hot but then it's also like no 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 he's not like I can't I don't know I my brain can't quite comprehend it to be honest with you but here's Margo as <laughs> yeah
2: Barbie. that's how I feel um Tanya same thing
0: so I mean it's going to be interesting Simo Leo is in it um
1: America Ferrera. there's Will like- Farrell, Kate McKinnon Michael Sarah, Issa Ray. Wow. I'm on I'm on the deadline wow. page now Michael Sarah and I are birthday twins so it's exciting
0: Perfect. um also okay so to go back to Miranda's second um sexual awakening Dimitri Rachel and I have talked many times on this podcast about the yeah. stupid swooshy hair that got that was I think like every girl's sex okay I think say every girl uh <laughs> a lot of people's sexual awakenings in the 90s like Jonathan Taylor Thomas hair Dimitri oh. has that hair
2: Yes, Yes. Mm -hmm. and that
3: charm. (laughs) Well, I do have to say, I have a coworker whose name is also Chad, um, and he has that hair, and he's about like forty-five, and it doesn't hit the same. And I would honestly, if I had one, I would definitely bang Dimitri over Chad.
1: (laughs) I think we all
2: would.
3: Yeah, (laughs) it sounds like
1: that's a common choice. Yeah,
2: no shade to Chads, but no Chads.
1: (laughs) no chats. that's no, a strong move always. in your mid-40s that hair like
3: yeah
2: yeah
3: I'm wondering if he's just kept it since his youth yes but he's not
0: because it's not it's mm-hmm. coming back but it, like that look is coming back but like in high schoolers
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes which is weird
0: yeah it is it's also weird but it's not yeah I haven't really seen a grown man have that hair, so Yeah, it's like
1: the hairstyle of like 20 year old German kids on TikTok who like live in a house together. That's like the hair that they have. Um, Yes.
2: Or the one where they look like they've been, you know, they stuck their head out the window and it's just straight up. Like, I know I've done some questionable things in my youth, but woof. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: They both, the youth give me hope and then they also tear me down. terrify me in a way that's just like do you do you have you actually watched any 90s movie like i don't -hmm. understand how you think that this book is good (laughs) it's it's not there's very little about the 90s fashion that works for nowadays i would say (laughs) but yeah okay so then last but not least your top five celebrity most important it is
3: it
1: can be current it can be all time whatever feels right to you
3: i had to write these down (laughs) <laughs> and then i had i had nine so i had to eliminate a few from my list and i could only cut it down to six so number one is blake lively for obvious reasons
2: oh, babe um, mm-hmm.
3: and then her mm-hmm. husband ryan reynolds um, babe. part together, two
0: together or we separate. haven't had a couple before we i mean granted we've only had like one other guest so far but that, this is the first like couple that is mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. list so but it makes sense it makes sense
3: because they're well, I'm sucker I'm a sucker for a personality and I just both of them together.
1: hmm hmm
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Jennifer Lawrence. A good
1: one.
3: Chris Evans, who is the best Chris. Yes. I will fight anyone who says. <laughs> you might have to fight
0: Rachel, but you I will be on your side. <laughs> well, actually, Miranda, what are you, is Chris Evans your top Chris? Sorry, not to derail the conversation.
2: Um I Honestly, don't remember. <laughs> that's okay. okay there, are sorry. Curses,
1: so. there are a lot of Chris's.
2: There are a lot of Chris's. This debate Evans, is specifically yes. Pines,
1: Hemsworth, and Pratt. So hopefully, it's not Pratt. That's sort of a I feel mm-hmm. like a universal disqualifier. So it would just be yeah. the, the other three.
2: No, I think mine is Hemsworth then Evans. Love it. I mean With Hemsworth. Pratt at the least
0: acceptable though. Mm -hmm. i mean they're all acceptable on some level right except
3: -hmm. except (laughs) um and then elizabeth olsen because beautiful and then zendaya
2: nice that's a good good Mm one i wish i would have wrote wow take two i wish i would have written mine down because i'm just gonna like go on the fly but all of those are so great
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) women also for obvious reasons because Mm -hmm. we're just better
2: all right Miranda all right my turn um well anybody who knows me Lizzo Mm -hmm. number two Ryan Gosling Mm. three Ryan Reynolds (laughs) I'm seeing (laughs) Ryan's Ryan's. I don't know what it is about Ryan's um you know I'm gonna take from from Claudia's and say Jennifer Lawrence because she's so funny and so quirky and Jennifer Aniston.
1: That's not not how I thought it would wrap up. So that's a good, a twist, a twist (laughs) at the end.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. I feel like that has grounded our conversation. Now Mm -hmm. you hopefully the podcast listeners know you both a little bit more as we dive into, I mean, a pretty vulnerable topic, body image. Mm -hmm. It's not easy to talk about, so to, as a context and reminder, Rachel and I have talked about purity culture. We've also talked about our own body image issues while dating, using dating apps, but you know, not, that, not that they've been surface level, but we're really gonna try to be vulnerable here and dive into, dive into this topic that I think, um, I mean, I feel like us as women have become, it's become easier to talk about our bodies thanks to people like you said, Miranda Lizzo, Mm -hmm. Um, and so many other celebrities that are really like embracing all about embracing curves all about embracing your body but it comes with a lot of other issues as well right like body positivity versus body neutrality Um, also just when you're dating having to navigate everything like that so I will just open it up to does anybody want to share about any of their experiences like how tough it can be sometimes when you're on dating apps, when you are trying to get out there and date and you're having, maybe you're struggling with your body image in the moment, in the time, Um, just what it's like to, I don't know, to date in our society and use something as shallow as dating apps when we live in a, yeah, when we live in a society that like puts so much emphasis on our bodies and how to like navigate that is what I'm trying to say. So yeah, any any
1: thoughts, anybody? I've been thinking a lot recently about internalized fat phobia. And like the older I get, the more I'm really working to unpack that. And I think to get back to Lizzo, I think a lot about kids who grow up now and see like a much more diverse array of bodies and like folks who are very, very vocally lauded as beautiful who look really different from each other. And I think like, what did, I don't know, what might what would I have been, how would I have been different if I'd grown up 10 years later, 15 years later? And it just, yeah, it's something that I'm chewing on. And, but then at the same time, just always thinking about how it's so great to, for Lizzo to be out and a boot and getting like the praise and attention she deserves, but it is, it always underlines, like ultimately it comes down to like being found attractive in the public eye. And that also just feels so like overwhelmingly defeating. Um, of just like whatever we're doing like if the end game is always to be found attractive like why is that the goal but yeah. how will like it'll never not be the goal i just of like well you'll always be working towards that if i don't know that's, that's, really, that's really
3: interesting because like i listen to a lot of body positive youtubers and recently they've talked about um or this one has talked about it's all about preference so it doesn't matter what you look like because you could be Beyonce and someone's not going to be attracted to you or you know you could be yourself and someone's going to think you're the hottest thing in the world so Mm -hmm. it's just preference and also just there's like this morality I think especially when we grew up there's this morality about being quote-unquote ugly like it's a bad thing but like Mm -hmm. I mean I'm not a supermodel but like that doesn't really matter, and it doesn't really affect mm-hmm. my life, and that's not morally a bad thing, to not be attractive, like mm-hmm. quote unquote ugly. Like, who cares if you're ugly? Does it like really actually have value or meaning to that? Um, that's some, so. That's kind of going off of what you said, Rachel. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I've been struggling with in my adult life is you know gaining weight and then deciding well, coming to the realization that, oh, I can be a bigger size and still be beautiful and still feel beautiful. And like, I think I was listening to one of the earlier episodes the other day, and Rachel said something about, like, you don't want people to find out that you're fat, but like, you're already around people Mm -hmm. and they know, or you're plus size, however you want to identify. And like, that's my struggle with dating apps and body positivity and feeling okay in my own skin is the the whole outside well what if people know that I'm fat but then on dating apps well I want them to know what I look like Mm -hmm. and like so that's a constant just battle in my head and why I just like yo-yo on and off Mm -hmm. dating apps
0: yeah right I know that I can't remember if you and I have talked about this or if it's something yeah I feel like we have like when I'm dating apps, trying to figure out what pictures to use of like, okay, like how much of my body, like if I don't show my body, am I going to be like, do I feel like I'm catfishing somebody? Or am I like yeah. not being truthful about, like about what my body really looks like, but at the same time, it's my body. Like, I don't need to show it off immediately to everybody. If I don't, you know what I mean? It's like that, the weird dichotomy of like, Uh, are they going to not like me when they realize that I'm fat kind of a thing? Like, yeah, Rachel said that in a few uh, episodes ago. And it's like, that's such a weird, tricky balance to do. And I do, we have established Rachel and I had that podcast um, a few weeks ago too, about like labeling and everything. So we, I feel like in our space where like whatever labels you want to use to like talk about Mm -hmm. your body, that's your body to talk about. Um, like saying fat is not bad on this podcast. Um, if you want to say thick, plus size, mid size, whatever labels, welcome to use whatever you want. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a tricky, it's a tricky space for sure. And Miranda, I don't know, like, do you want to talk about your recent dating apps experience or is
2: that? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you what. So I am like fresh out of a relationship, which was body positive. Like he loved my body. That was very great. Um, but whatever, it didn't work out. Um, so back on the market and good old hinge, but I, I'd been on TikTok and like listening to podcasts and I heard of woo plus, which is like supposed to be a plus size dating app. And I'm like, you know what? I think I would feel more comfortable with someone that's like around my size. Let's try this out it was trash, 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 trash. Um, it made me feel very fetishized. Like Mm. I know that I am some people's type, but the amount of people who just, I I don't know, you know how you just get a feeling about something Mm -hmm. that is, it gave me the ick like Mm -hmm. for lack of a better term. But so, I mean, if it works for somebody, great, but I immediately deleted, oh, that's the other thing. So I went to delete it. I was like, you know, I'm just not feeling this. And I had had somebody who we exchanged like maybe two messages with. And it's like, are you sure you want to delete this? You're leaving, I don't know, Brad. His name wasn't that. You're leaving Brad waiting. He's going to wonder where you went. Don't shame me for, for making my own space comfortable. Like, yeah that's what really made me hit the delete button was that right there. Yeah. And it's almost like targeting your most insecure parts as like a plus size person. And, oh, if you leave, you're leaving this person who was giving you attention hanging. And what does that make you feel? And like, that just opens up a whole new can of worms that Uh I won't go into. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And I think, I feel like you bring up a good point and to kind of even bring it back to Claudia's point about preferences. Like, like you said, like you felt fetishized and fetishes are not bad. Like want to like make that clear, but like also like, if you're not comfortable being that like fetishized, Mm -hmm. like then obviously that's fine. Right. But it is also about preference too. So like you didn't, you don't want to feel that way. Right. Um, But Claudia, I really like what you brought up too about preferences is that I think that's something that when we talk about body positivity, I think sometimes men um, try to not like co opt that, but they try like the whole, I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant here. The whole thing on dating apps of like men being like, I guess my height matters. So I'm six, three. And it's like, they try to say like, oh, well, it shouldn't be like, it shouldn't be that big of a deal, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, your height is, your height is not the same thing as like you like fat shaming people or whatever mm-hmm. like height is a preference like I will say some of the women that can be like really annoying about it's like okay I'll take it down like it's not the end of the world It's what, it's fine again it's a preference but like men seem to think that like just because a woman likes a taller man they're being freaking discriminated against and it's like you on the other hand if you had to ask okay what do you want in a woman have like a whole list of things that you like a woman must meet before you even like talk to them and it's like It's really annoying. I hate, I hate, I very rarely will ever swipe. Even if a guy is like really hot on a dating app, if he says, I guess height matters, I'm like, no. Like, can you not see the difference here? It is different, I'm I'm sorry.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and part of the thing too, is that like when women have a preference about height, we know about how tall we are and about how tall we would like our partner to be because visually we understand that. But like Mm -hmm. when men say, if she's over 150 yeah. i ain't dating her. like get out of here you don't even know what 150 <laughs> looks like like yes yeah mm-hmm. or half of these uh what is it there was like a meme that's like half of these guys are like no fat chicks and it's like dude you are a fat chick like, yeah. <laughs> all like what hey, are we wait.
0: talking about <laughs> yeah I will say the whole men don't know anything about weight like that's when I I feel like I have seen some of those guys where it's like nobody mm-hmm. over 150 but you better have a big butt and big boobs and it's like okay I, I like
1: where do you think this happens are, yeah right some women
0: are <laughs> like 150 pounds and have big butt, big,
1: mm-hmm. big butt
0: and big boobs but like yeah. do you know what you're asking for like the like that no I was 150 when I was 17 years old <laughs> like right I did not have big butter big boobs <laughs> also 17 years old (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. I just don't think men have any idea at all about how much weight anything is but also like okay not to get on like a side rail a little bit they also have pretty much no idea like boob size like cup size bra size and stuff like that they'll be like oh you must be like a C or something it's like no but first of all it's weird that you're like trying to guess second of all no (laughs) not at
2: all (laughs) they think it's based on size but it's based on proportion mm-hmm. right. which i mean i will admit i just recently found that out not too long ago but also they don't teach you how to measure your bra or boobs in right. it's not really a class you take in home ec but it should be <laughs> i the right? yeah. last time that i was measured for a
1: bra was right before a wedding last fall and i was home and i grew up in southern indiana and i went to the mall like on a last into Dillard's on a last-ish effort because I needed a strapless (laughs) and ended up with a very forward attendant brasier attendant (laughs) and I was in a locked stall alone with this woman topless in such a short amount of time that I just thought like what a weird like I mean I guess like there's intimacies like that all the time right of like getting a wax or like anything that you have to do physically but I was just like well here I am I was covered in a stress rash from like it being a wedding and hadn't shaved my armpits in probably a week and a half and I just thought like well (laughs) here I am now now I'm topless in front of you and you're trying bras on me like I'm a mannequin and it just was such a funny like here we are (laughs) and that's she too was very big on like what you're fitting what you're fitting for in a bra is like your entire like breast late area like just the entire shebang not just like boob meat alone it's like all of it and yeah if i only was learning that like eight months ago how are men do not know that cis right. <laughs> men in particular right. do not know that yeah oh my goodness
0: right but they'll they'll judge you uh <laughs>
1: yeah and if you don't have try oh they'll try
2: for sure <laughs> yep yep oh that's not to go off on a tangent again but like that is also one of the reasons why I wasn't super into the last guy I dated like he very much felt like he was pretending to be like this is how people are supposed to act and like I truly believe that he liked my body however Mm -hmm. if I would be getting changed like in the same room as him he would just stare and like not in like a sneaking a cute glance way like staring at me memorizing everything but like not in a good way not in a cute way and that that type of male gaze no thank you goodbye mm-hmm. sir huh. yeah I don't I don't love that
1: yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. and again I'm sorry but just yeah no. those feelings important listen to your intuition yeah
2: it was a positive it was overall positive relationship but like Mm -hmm. there are just little things where i'm like oh yeah i really didn't like that and i really Mm -hmm. didn't like that but like you know it's hindsight is 2020 right (laughs) Mm -hmm. more reasons to like no you're not you don't still have feelings for him because of xyz yeah yep yeah
0: yeah and i think too like so we, we we've talked about like just trying to even date or use dating apps can be like fraught like I mean even thinking about like what outfit you're gonna wear like I, I have a date next week like thinking about okay what outfit am I gonna wear that like because on some level like I understand that like while I am mid-sized so like I I still have a, a body that is on um, is still considered like conventionally attractive I 100% understand that um but there is a level still of because just being a woman in this world like okay Like, I don't want something that shows off my belly though, because like, I want to show off my curves, but I want to hide my belly, which is the thing I don't like. But what do I wear that like shows off my curves, but like hides my belt? Like those -hmm. things are still going through your head while you're trying to figure out a first date outfit, let alone if things progress to the point where you have sex with that person and you're like, okay, am I really ready to show off everything to this person? (laughs) Have I reached that point where this feels safe and comfortable yet? I think I mean, that's hard. I don't, I don't, does anybody have any thoughts about that too?
2: No, yeah, definitely. Like my body clothed looks very different than my body naked. And Mm -hmm. I feel you. Like when's the right time? I've been pondering,
1: I've been pondering this question of like, if you're catfishing someone on a dating app, like just concerns of like the pictures you post and then what, what someone would like in-person seeing you think and I feel like it's such a that feels like such an acutely like woman or feminine response to me this like thought of always being prepared for how other people are reacting and I think that's such a hard I would be very curious what like men or non non non-feminine folks are just thinking I it really is like what I feel like people who are not cis men are thinking about this always like what's in my picture versus what this person is going to think what's the reaction they're going to have are they going to be rude are they going to be mean are they going to be weird about it and that's like yeah and that's just meeting in person up like up front <laughs> let alone but getting even mo- more vulnerable with someone Such
3: I, I started doing this thing where it was like just put on the cute outfit and leave the house because You know, it's a cute outfit because I kind of realized too, and going back to the percept, like your preference thing and perception, the way that I look at myself in the mirror is different than how someone else is going to look at me. Uh And then even how different people are going to look at me. So it like kind of doesn't really matter as long as I think the Uh outfit's cute, even if, you know, whatever, for whatever reasons. But that's kind of what I started doing.
2: Yeah, I I really like that about some of the creators I follow on TikTok. They're like, put on the crop top, put it on, wear the shorts, it's hot. Like everybody's hot. What what are you hiding? Yeah, everyone, no one wants to wear jeans on a 90 degree day, like take off the jacket. So I, I really appreciate that.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think too, like that's so important, Claudia. Like I'm the worst at putting on an outfit And then like feeling good in it. And then five minutes later being like this trash. I hate everything about it. And then I spend (laughs) the next hour trying to put on a new outfit. Mm -hmm. And I end up wearing what I chose in the first place. Like it is just one of those. I almost feel like I need to like, like actually get dressed right before I leave. Not look in the mirror and just go. Mm -hmm. I already know this outfit's cute. I don't need to second guess. I don't need to criticize myself. Like just
1: go.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: You should try that on your date next week. And see how, if it works for you. I should, I have actually no idea what I'm wearing though, because we're
0: going on a, like to breakfast and then to a garden. So it's like, I feel like
1: you (laughs) love, you love a garden date. Would you say that? Like, this is not the first time you've done the garden thing, right?
0: Well, okay. So I went with the, yeah, I went with the guy that I was dating for his birthday and it was fucking cold and terrible. And I was supposed to go on that date with the guy who sent me the weird, awful text message. So,
1: oh, right. That's probably what I'm saying. I do
0: love a garden date, but I haven't gone on a good one yet. <laughs> so, I
1: do feel like it's supposed to be extremely hot on Tuesday. So good luck.
0: Yeah, I
2: Don't straighten <laughs> your hair.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I know. That's why I'm like, I need to like think about the thigh shave, like chafing that's going to maybe happen if we're walking
1: around and it's hot also wanna it look you, nice but like, it is just like a in. That's like very, a very pro pro bike shorts mm-hmm. on everything.
0: You know, Rachel, um, something that you brought up about like women, cis women, trans, like all women, all femme folks, and um, all, but so, like managing our, uh, or managing like men's expectations or like constantly thinking about like what they'll think about me. You know, it's, I was just thinking I, when I go on like a first date, I'm never really thinking like maybe once I'll think like, oh, I wonder if he's as cute as he is in person, like in person as he is in his pictures. I'm usually, if I haven't like FaceTimed or talked to the guy on the phone or done anything like that, I'm wondering what his voice is like, because to me, a voice is almost a deal breaker. Mm
2: -hmm. Yes. Oh my gosh. So I was super into this guy that like He's now known as Orchid Man, but like, <laughs> yeah, you know him. Um, so I was super into him and I was like, wow. You can like tell the whole story. Okay, I will. Um, so he was like super cute in his photos. Like we really hit it off well, like virtually, never called on the phone, never like FaceTimed or anything. It was a little bit, it was pre-COVID. Um, but we meet and his voice is, it doesn't match. I, That threw me off first, and I was instantly unattracted to him. But this this man showed up to my house with an orchid, like, uh, in a pot, and, like, I have to keep it um, alive now. Um, And then a poem, Doused in Cologne, Oh, that, it, like, stunk up my entire um, kitchen and for whatever reason i still got in a car with this man and went to dinner um where i mean there aren't a whole lot of nice places to go in our hometown so it was the olive garden um he stared at me while i ate like just laser focused and uh, who who watches people eat weirdos sorry if that's your fetish but like don't they don't make watch feel me comfortable
0: eat. right yeah mm-hmm. yep.
2: so and i another part of, you know, maybe being a woman, maybe being a plus size woman was I felt obligated to continue the date. I could have called anybody to come get me. Um, but he had already paid for movie tickets. So I was like, Oh, well I have to continue the date now. Cause I mean, I could call anybody to get me, but he already put all this money in F that. No, Um, So then we're walking around Barnes and Noble and I'm just like, Oh my God, how do I get out of this? How do I get out of it? We still went to the movie. It was not great. (laughs) Don't remember what we saw. He dropped me off. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I called this into a radio station and they read it (laughs) on the radio. (laughs) Like it was insane. I, so yeah, that's orchid man. And my sister texted me and she goes, um, why does the kitchen stink? His cologne smell like the entire kitchen was just cologne. And this, it was about like, it was about the orchid, quote unquote. It was also about a nurturing a new relationship, heavy undertones, like. So the
1: poem, the poem was about the orchids, so like metaphor for, supposedly. But. Did he write did it? He or write did he write it? Find it. it?
2: oh yeah he wrote it on a piece of notebook paper in his own handwriting wow and then it in it Cologne. Cologne. In Cologne. yes yep um so do you still have the orchid is it alive oh absolutely not all right okay <laughs> <It's been a laughs> that's
3: orchids, so are,
1: orchids are very complicated
2: to keep alive yeah. so like that's
3: not a good metaphor for a new relationship hard to take care of and easy to die right yeah also ask me
2: what my favorite flower is not an orchid like not an orchid bring me something else it's it's hard you can't <laughs> you don't nothing.
1: like get a bouquet of orchids they're a very finicky plant like a very finicky and they're, plant.
2: like no less than 15 to 20 dollars yeah they're super expensive yeah so, like I, I didn't I don't want I don't want all that like you don't have to do all that thank you but wow that's
0: like a fourth date thing Maybe not even that like it is but like maybe not an orchid still like getting it a nice a, the
1: cologne the like cologne that. note is not that's a no, a no never there. never don't <laughs> No, that's, that's like a fire hazard don't, <laughs> don't put your don't write a poem and put it in cologne
2: no it was just <sighs> bizarre well
1: yeah, I but hope that man is not terrorizing some other woman's life I hope he's done some growing and
2: reflecting and you know he wasn't a bad guy and there's yeah. someone for everyone <laughs>
0: Some women out there might be like doing well, (laughs) exactly, exactly. But like to go back, like the whole voice thing, right? Like there have been many times I've gone on a (laughs) a first date, and I'm like, oh, I don't like your voice. But why? I wonder why that is. I wonder. Like I do know on some level, not stereotyping, but (laughs) a lot of men are more like physical, visual people, right? Well, like we not all, but a lot of women are not as physical, visual. So I don't know if like the boy, I don't know, there's just something about like, you could look really good, but if your voice is like, I don't want to listen to that for the rest of my life. I'm like, not good.
3: <laughs> well, I think yeah.
2: we like fixate on it a little bit more. Like I'm going to have to deal with this. If this goes well, I'm going to have to deal with this for the rest of my life. And it's like, what are my hard yeses and my hard no's? So sometimes okay. a voice is a hard no it's going to be
1: there people people do have to speak (laughs) and I think I think too with the thought of like the various things this voice is going to say to you like if you hear a a voice and you're immediately like well I feel like the thought is like what is this going to sound like if we're um getting closer (laughs) what how could yeah
3: I I was just I don't know if a guy would ever like think about that about like a voice that they have to listen to for the rest of their life I don't know if that would even cross their mind I don't think
1: it's such like a pervasive joke about like women's voices like being shrill being unpleasant what do people love to talk about now like vocal fry like the valley girl like thing that I just I feel like the assumption is just that like a woman's voice is annoying so it's not even a thing that Ah. they are like (laughs) thinking about in that way that maybe that's deeply pessimistic, but I just feel like there's such a cultural thing of like speaking women are annoying (laughs) that you don't even have to think any more than that.
2: It just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. And like, for me, a lot of times I want my partner's voice to calm me down. And so like, it is really important to me, but I know, well, I don't know, but I feel like men don't usually think that far ahead. Like they're not, mm-hmm. <laughs> or they're not thinking about it at all. They're like, "Oh, cool, this girl. I love how she looks. I love what she's saying. Don't care how she's saying it." <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: No, fascinating. Any like, what are other? Um, are there any other like tells that you all have like on a first date that you're like, like kind of like a like a, because again, like body wise, like I feel like, and I don't know e- either, like if just thinking about like. Uh, the dating profiles that, like, the men that I've swipe right on and stuff like that, like, for the most part, they are like, they use like full body pictures, like, a lot of the times, I feel like, or like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think, I wonder if men think about what pictures to use on their dating apps the way that we do showing off their bodies on some level. Like, mm-hmm. Rachel and I went on a deep dive into how men, the awful pictures that men use on dating apps. But I feel like I've never, I've never been like shocked. Actually, there's been a couple of times when I've been shocked by how short a guy is. But again, I'm short, height's not a big deal to me, but I'm always like, in my head, you're going to be taller. But it's not the end of the world. But I don't think I've ever, I've ever felt like, yeah, that's how they look. Like I, you know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to say? But the voice thing does like get to me. Is there anything else though that like, when you go on a first date, you're like, oh, I like, or maybe you do feel like maybe you're, the pictures didn't do that person justice or anything. I'm just wondering like, do you guys like, yeah, I'm being very stereotypical here, but.
3: I feel like, cause I love a good haircut on a guy. It's just something mm. that's attractive. Maybe it's just cause like, Oh, it looks like you shower. And that's just like something I haven't always <laughs> <A plus. laughs> with. So um, that's for me. So I went on this date with this one guy and his hair was so good. in all of his pictures in our first date he looked kind of like the guys did in middle school with like really floppy hair and stuff like that. And I was immediately like, what happened here? Where's Where's your
1: good hair? hair?
3: Where's the good hair? And when can I have it? Um, (laughs) but thankfully his personality was great. And now we're dating, but, um, I will never (laughs)
1: let. What a reveal. Wow.
3: (laughs) He survived. That's a good personality. But it was the instant first, um, meeting someone Mm -hmm. and you're like, have you
1: told him that does he know that
3: he knows his hair was bad on our first (laughs) he's aware (laughs) and now we found him a barber not super cuts so it's very exciting
0: i will say the guy that i was dating i was telling rachel (laughs) this weekend that he had great hair but he didn't wash it like he should have
3: it's like he had
0: like long great like thick beautiful hair but he would like, I don't, he didn't use rock Wasn't it, wasn't was it, it, it like not curly?
1: Like,
0: no, it was like a wavy, like, like, like it was a just flip. good hair. Like yeah. it had, he had such good thick hair. But I'm like, I never, I mean, we only, if we had continued dating, I would eventually have eventually been like, please wash your hair because I don't want to run my fingers through your hair when it's super fucking greasy. This is gross. Like I want to run my fingers through your hair because you've got great hair. Not when it's like this, not when I can have oil all over my hands. That's gross. <laughs>
2: yeah Mm -hmm. for me if like a guy shows up and like unkempt facial hair is Mm -hmm. just like that's also a tell like oh you don't really either know how to care for yourself or you just don't care and I don't super care about appearance but that's one thing where I'm like either shave it or shape it or don't have it Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. I don't love like the zz top let it grow whatever whatever wherever it goes is where it ends up I would rather you keep it trim and know what looks good for your face um but yeah
0: you bring up a good point you bring up something interesting right about the like taking care of yourself so I do I do wonder like I don't know if it's me getting older or if I've always thought this way, but like, I do like a man putting an effort into his appearance is attractive. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I know like, you know, the, how different it is for men and women. Like if a man shows up in a, to a first date in basketball shorts and a t-shirt and I'm dressed up in a nice like dress or something, or a cute sundress, it's like, really, are you not putting any effort in? But if I was to do the same thing, right, like even if he just showed up in a baseball hat or uh, basketball shorts and a t-shirt and I did the same thing, he probably would have judged me, right? Like the fact that mm-hmm. I didn't put any effort into looking cute for him. But it's like, why do guys not think that? And queer, actually, now that I think about this, tan on queer, Eye talks about this a lot, especially with the straight men that he has to make over. It's like why do you not want to put effort into your for your partner? Like, don't you think they want to see you looking good? Like, mm-hmm. think about that. Think and about like, what if it you would won't
3: mean- even
2: if you won't even put in effort for our first date, why do I want to continue with a second date? Yeah, it's just going to go downhill from there.
3: You won't put yeah. in effort in the relationship, is what it feels like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. I think there's something really sexy about a guy who like you know, wants to feel good about themselves and like want and has that confidence. I think it's really
2: mm-hmm.
0: well, that going off of that too. body is something I've been wanting. I want to talk about tonight is like confidence. Right. So like we talk, we're talking about body image. We're talking about how it can be really difficult sometimes to put yourself out there. If you're having a bad body positivity day, or just also living in a body in this world, like But we all know too, that confidence is sexy. Like even in women, like I know that for men, there is like patriarchal misogynistic bullshit that like sometimes men don't want a strong, confident woman, right? But like the kind of men that I'm going to assume all of us want to be with, doesn't want that. Like they want a strong, confident woman who is confident in her abilities and in her body, right? So it's like, how do you navigate those spaces? knowing that competence is sexy and wanting to be confident, but also like on some level feeling like an imposter, like I'm not feeling confident, but I want you to think that I am because I know that it's hot because it's hot when a guy is confident.
3: Mm-hmm. This is super relevant for me right now. Um, So when I met my boyfriend, I'm super confident. I was like in a really good spot in my life, live, life, loving it up. And then a month into our relationship, i got injured and then got another injury so I've just been injured for almost our entire relationship and with that my body has changed because it was both of my legs so my body now is swollen in areas it wasn't now some areas are emaciated some are a little bit thicker some are just permanently swollen for the rest of my life like I look very different and it's been really hard to like I keep calling it bringing my sexy back because I know I have to, um, it's really awkward when your dog child walks into the room as you're talking about getting your sexy back. Um, anyway, um, but I know that I have to do it, but it's, it's been very difficult, um, to try to feel good when like your body is so different. And it's also because it wasn't like anything that I did, like I didn't let myself go, which even that's like a whole bunch of bullshit, but like, just that's the way my body needed to change. So that's super relevant for me.
2: Our idea like our female idea of being confident is a lot more like influencers being oh they're confident because they're so outward about it. But I think to men just like sometimes wearing something that you're very comfortable in but you but that you look good in or saying A certain thing or walking a certain way or like carrying yourself a certain way that maybe you Mm -hmm. don't even recognize you're doing is Mm -hmm. way more like that's confidence to them so it's it's like deciding Mm -hmm. what's confident to men and what's confident to me and am I being hard on myself or you know what's society's idea of confident versus mine slash my partner's like yeah.
0: No, that's a good point too. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Of like, um, well, yeah, first of all, Claudia, uh, totally understand where you're coming from. Um, you have definitely been on a roller coaster these last few months. <laughs> um, so I'm hoping that not even like just like healing wise, that you're on the uptick here. But like I think too, like it's one of those things where like you want to get your sexy back, not even necessarily for your partner, right? Like he already thinks you're sexy. Yeah. Like, it's more Mm -hmm. like, again, for you, like you want to feel good. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a hard part too, is that like, I, at least for me, I struggle with like, kind of going off what you said to Miranda, like, I, I don't want to only feel competent to gain the attention or affection of a man. Like, I want to feel confident in myself because I know that I am strong, capable, beautiful, but all of these different things. It's not just for a man's attention, but sometimes it is like, oh, but I kind of do want a man's attention. So how do you navigate those spaces too of like, I'm confident in myself and I don't need a man's attention, but it also feels nice when a man does notice my competence, my ability, like those kinds of things. I feel like it can be a weird balancing act of like, I'm feeling really confident right now. And if they're not feeling it, they're not feeling it kind of a thing. Like, yeah. Yeah.
1: I was recently in a situation where I was walking in public and was extremely hot and very sweaty and even in that moment experienced a bit of two back-to-back street harassments which just felt like why (laughs) why do we do this why do we why is this our culture why is this the move that I am I mean it's to read harassment is never I'm never particularly pleased when I'm shouted at from cars or just by people passing me and it to be like dripping sweat just feels like <laughs> feel it, what is most important above all is like to feel confident in yourself because the world is going to be sending you messages fucking nonstop. you're you'll always be getting commentary from one corner or another about your body so Mm -hmm. whatever piece we can internally make (laughs) and the people who we want to have sex with us think like that I guess is top priority because you'll be hearing the messages whether you want them or not and most often when you don't want them you just want to be left
2: left alone that reminds me of a little bit reminds me don't know if it's related but whatever um so my last partner would like rub my fat roll And he would call it my fat roll. And like, I thought that I was confident in my body and that, but hearing somebody say, oh, your fat roll is so cold, but like in an endearing way was just off-putting. And I literally, I ended up talking to him. I was like, listen, I love that you love my body. Sometimes I don't love my body. I'm still working on it. It's a journey every day, however can we just refer to my fat role as Marsha? So so literally I have personified my belly role to try to love her more. So Marsha is here for the summer and is looking for another person to love her. (laughs) Including myself. Top Marsha summer, yes. Top Marsha summer. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, I think Rachel, you, uh, your story about like getting cat caught, like in my experience too, as much as like a man likes a competent woman fine, or a lot of men, whatever. I've also like gone home with a guy. I'm just thinking, especially in college when I would like not even look that cute. Like there are levels of like, yeah, getting street harassed when you're out walking your freaking dog and you're like, really just leave me the- alone. First of all, I'm not asking for attention, mm-hmm. but also like, so, like it's not when you're trying to get some, if that's where your end goal of going out and everything, like I remember that there would be times when I would go home after a, like after a night out with friends and I would go home with a guy and it's not like I was wearing like the most revealing sexy outfit ever. It was like leggings and a a, a cute top. <laughs> like, I also think that that's like, a, like
2: mm-hmm.
0: we, Claudia, you and I have talked about this. Like we, women, for the most part, we do dress for ourselves, right? Like, I feel like you do get to a point with your own body, your own journey of like, I'm going to dress what makes me feel confident. Um, because at the end of the day, I, I'm going to stay, like be very generic, generic here. Men like almost anything women wear, if they are a heterosexual man, mm-hmm. they are pretty much okay with anything you are going to wear or not wear. <laughs> so.
2: Yeah. Yep. <laughs>
0: as long as you feel uh, again, I, I feel like as long as it's not like a sack of some weird grain sack or something like i don't like
2: <laughs> i feel like i don't know i've never everyone, actually been told by a man that you look
0: awful or something like that so yeah
2: even if it was i feel like i could get it in a sack of potatoes like <laughs> some mm-hmm. days yeah other days i could look my best and i would feel like garbage but like someone's gonna find it attractive no matter what you just gotta mm-hmm. find that someone or not. I mean, whatever.
3: Yeah, you do you. I had a random question about fetishes that I just thought of. Let's so curious for you guys, I don't know how many of you have tattoos, but I'm curious um, if in your dating profile situation, especially not being petite ladies, like, do you find that guys, this used to happen to me sometimes, like we'll assume that you're into certain things just because you're a girl, with boobs and have tattoo tattoos
0: Are you meaning like into like BDSM that kind of stuff
3: Yeah and usually anal It was always butt stuff and I'd be like you're coming off really strong right away What stuff So I actually have a weird like kind
0: of a side note to this So I have a running theory right now that despite having great tits ass men like me like ass men are attracted to me like I have like a I have a fine butt but like you know what I mean like I I feel like I have great a great set of boobs but like any like men that I have been with recently are like no I'm an ass man and I'm like
1: I feel like it's an ass culture right now it was like we're like in a moment of like booty booty stuff
0: right and I had a conversation with one of the guys that I was dating about that of like he almost was saying that like, to say that you're into boo, okay, there's a joke that I saw on the internet to put because of this, Um, that like conservative men like boobs and liberal men like asses. And I'm like, no, but I saw that. I was like, no, this can't be true. Don't well, let it be true. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, you know, I just think that sometimes guys feel like it's like almost too aggressive or like, too, like creepy to say that they're into boobs, like to say that you're, they're a boob guy, like for them Maybe it feels creepy, but like because we're in such a, like an ass culture moment, like all guys are ass guys, kind of th- I I don't know. It was interesting. It's but also like like up.
1: Is any stuff. like is any boob stuff, is it ultimately all Freudian? Like should you feel creeped out deep in your heart because of it? <laughs> but of also I got my boobs. I don't not. know. You're, in, you're into <laughs> right. whatever you're into.
2: Right. I definitely feel like guys assume that I have a fat ass because I'm plus size. But like, bro, it's going everywhere but the butt. Like, <laughs> where is it? Because I still have a flat ass. And like, I think that's like one of my insecurities is like, I can't, I couldn't put fat on my butt. Like, <laughs> it goes everywhere. Else. But, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Claudia, I do... So that's what that's where my mind went when you were like I feel like men think them and it ain't anal or bdsm because I yeah there have been a couple men that I do think think that I'm gonna be the dominated one like I'm gonna be the the one that wants to be the one that is going to be doing the domination the dominating sorry I can't like think tonight um but then also because men I somehow date or like have sex with men who are ass men yes like they, I think that they are like into anal and it's like okay, like I'm gonna, Where are we going with this? Like, why are you assuming these things? <laughs> yeah, I mean
1: that's. Do you just feel been like it happens? Process. Do you feel like that comes more from men who don't have tattoos, or do you feel like it's from both, like the tattooed and the the untattooed? That's kind of a question for yeah for anyone, but like Claudia on on for you in particular, like, have the guys who've given that vibe like are they clean cut, so to, so to speak? Mm.
3: Yeah, I think I would say more so the clean cut guys. Yeah. Maybe it's like there's some psychology there of like, ooh, the yeah. tattoos are bad or whatever. <laughs> bad. Uh, Deviant. Definitely all not mentally healthy people, which is not an association yeah. with, um, you know, liking butt stuff. Live your truth, but they mm-hmm. just happen to coincide with scrawny white men. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I do Mm, notice that that, like some guys will, like if you're being just normal flirty or even maybe a little dirty, they will then take that to the nth degree. Like it will go from zero to a hundred so quickly. Whereas like some guys it won't. And it's just like, what, why? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's called not having a good, like not reading the room. I feel yeah. like I there have definitely been some men like that where like or like I've had some guys who must be boob men or at least like whatever like immediately like so how soon does it take for a guy to comment on your boobs? And I'm like
2: Oh that's apparently weird. not that no. long or like there have yeah. to be like
0: like immediate like it I don't know what's worse like uh right. the like like that kind of thing Miranda or the men who like right off the gates like your tits I'm like thanks <laughs> Yes. Thank you. Oh. I, I know that they exist. I appreciate
2: your... Like, down. I've only had them since I was 10, but thank you for pointing that out. I no. seem to have forgotten. Right. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah. I do <sighs> not have any tattoos. Miranda, do you have tattoos?
2: This is what I've been pondering. Um, I have one tattoo I would like more, but it's one of those things where not necessarily it needs to have a lot of meaning, but, like, I really like good design (laughs) so Mm -hmm. it's finding the right thing so i'm kind of picky um but yeah i have one so Um,
0: actually speaking of big boobs um something else that i've been thinking about and i don't i don't want to say that this is like based in midwestern culture but like on some level i feel like it's based in like I don't, it's, it's definitely at least based in like purity culture bullshit is so like I grew up with not having big boobs like all throughout high school um even most of college really I feel like was like like A cups and then like grew a little bit but like I was I was really skinny in high school gained weight in my, like college all of that but like as I've gotten to the point of having like the big boobs that I have now like seeing the difference and like how men and women like talk to me look at me make comments about my body is like super weird and not great like I don't know if all of you have experienced that um or just like how you see the difference in like how people talk about what a, a skinny a thin person can wear versus what like a plus size mid-size fat person can wear and like what's acceptable and what's not like Miranda you said a crop top right like
2: mm-hmm
0: wear a crop top as somebody over the uh, over a size small a lot of people like will judge you right or like there's like this like in the back of your head like you shouldn't wear that like you don't have the body for that and so I feel like as somebody who has boobs like I remember like family members friends people like making unnecessary comments about my boobs being in a shirt where it's like this is my boobs just being in a shirt like I can't just just always be I can't. Yeah. I don't want to always be covered up. I'm not being inappropriate because my boobs are showing. Yeah. And I don't know if it's like weird, like, like, and I know it's not just Midwestern, but there it does seem like this, like the religious, the purity culture bullshit of like also just the fat phobia, right?
2: Hmm. Yeah, like I've had boobs since I was probably in fourth grade, so I grew up with like the whole. You have to be modest, make sure like, oh, that shirt is pretty low cut. Like comments that aren't outwardly damaging, but that kind of are. And like now, even now I know like front on this top is not that bad. Like I could wear this to work. However, I am constantly looking down and I can see straight down my shirt so I'm always pulling it up like that sort of thing and listening to my mom and my dad growing up saying that person should not be wearing a bikini just because it comes in an extra large doesn't mean you have to put it on and like kind of I've been kind of teaching my family to unlearn that like I will wear a crop top around them. I've worn bikinis to the beach around my family and like, they're not going to say anything. I don't really care what they're thinking, but like, I mean, yeah. So hearing hearing that was hard, but.
1: I do not have a large chest. Uh, so that's why I feel like I've had the same, the same, well, I mean, literally I've had the same boobs my whole life, but not my whole really? life, but They've not, I mean, I guess I learned from that Dillard's lady that I should be wearing a bigger cup size, but I just can't, the cup size she put me in, I just can't fathom like in a, for the strapless bra, it worked out, but in reality, it just doesn't, it just feels like I'd be making too big a fuss over like it being unnecessary, but certainly have internalized some other messages. And I think i am thinking a lot too about like my mom's relationship with her weight and she grew up. A, a chubby kid who then like had this sort of a, a swanning moment in high school and has been very weight focused and body focused um for a long time and I absorbed a lot of that and again I just think like if there hadn't been so many if the messages when I was a kid had been more diverse even I mean so much of it is what you're hearing at home but if there'd been like celebrities out and about and it, it had been mainstream and not just like these one-offs, I feel like the worst thing in the world if you're growing up as like a chubby kid or a fat kid is to like see the character who's supposed to be representative of like body diversity who is not body diverse at all. They're just like slightly bigger than everyone else but not in a way that matters to you, like isn't right. still isn't reflective of your body. I feel like that can feel really like, okay, well... I'm a true freak because <laughs> <Is> this, <laughs> oh my God, I don't even look like this kid.
2: And right. That, like the only yeah. difference in their body is that their face is round. Yes. Yeah. They have a, like they a have face. a, like, yeah, they have cool. a flat body flat for the ass. most part. or like a similar body type to the other women and girls that they're around, but their face is round. Yeah. And you that's, have a, that's some chubby the cheeks. plus size. That's the chubby girl. Like, no,
3: she Sometimes. just has a different face
2: shape. Untrue.
3: I noticed once I like hit puberty that like my parents' co-workers, those type of people, when I would see them again, you know, instead of being like, wow, you got so tall, they would look at me differently. They would look yeah. at me like, oh, like, well, aren't you pretty? And it's like, I got this okay? Yeah. I got an ass. I don't know what you want me to say about that. And so that's like the thing that really sticks out in my mind is like I guess not even, I guess they're, I don't know if you would call them peers when you're like 13 is like a 40 year old person, your peer, probably not. No. No, no. <laughs> it's no fake, definitely no. not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just noticed them all like, especially like the husbands or like the males guys would just be like, kind of gross. Like, wow, you've grown up. It does happen, surprisingly. Yeah.
2: Which is yeah, icky. Like you Matrix. go from being- a literal child to now being subject to the male gaze yeah. and it's like your parents friends like yeah yuck yeah
3: they're just lucky yeah. that I, like you know was trying to be polite before like you were saying Miranda because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. now it wouldn't be
2: that would no yeah
3: Yeah. Like I still have, I still think about
0: like when I, what I'm going to wear around like family members or family and friends and stuff like that of like, I don't want somebody making some kind of stupid comment about my boobs being out or like what it's like, because it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like a a bad person. Like I feel Mm shamed because my boobs are hanging out and it's like, they're just about like, Again, like, do you want me to wear plus size shirts? Like on some level? Yes, they actually do because they don't want me. They they don't, like it's one of those things where like, we don't want to see, it's a weird dichotomy where it's like, we want us to see curves, right? Like Mm -hmm. curves are hot. Curves are attractive, like in society, but also you're a slut if you show them off.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I know like for my family, a lot of it stems from both my mom my mom's side and my dad's side went to catholic school growing up and so they while they didn't send us to catholic school and they didn't like how the school like treated them they still have that like internalized conservatism mm-hmm. and I think that's where my mom is coming from is that you have to your appearance has to be great even though like I don't know it's hard because I. I'm painting my mom in, a, in the wrong light. She's a really great woman and all that. No, but I,
0: but I think that's in something that like but, we need to, Yeah, I think that's like the, what we need to talk about. Like there's almost a conversation. Rachel and I have joked, like we should have our moms on the podcast because like <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe not about this topic specifically, because I do think the unfortunate reality is that a lot of times women's and girls' body image issues stem from their mothers. Like, yeah. Hmm it's a cycle. It's a, it's a a generational trauma that living in our patriarchal society, if they had to deal with all of the shit that they had to deal with, um, growing up, um, and they're like my, my mom grew up, you know, in a conservative Christian household, like, and if she hasn't been willing to do undo the, or do the work to undo what she had to learn, she's going to pass it on to us. And I will say like my mom, wasn't i don't remember her being super shaming when we were like kids uh but obviously i gained weight like having some hard conversations with her and like having to like be like mom like <laughs> i'm like having to have some of those conversations and like also not feeling great when she would make comments about my boobs being out or something like that like mm-hmm. but I, it's not you about painting your mom in a bad light right i think un- i think the unfortunate reality Is that all of, I don't want to generalize, but I think a lot of our moms were not super great or progressive when it came to body image and it came to how we should dress, Mm -hmm. how we should feel about our bodies, what we should put into our bodies, what we shouldn't put into our body. Like,
2: Yeah. Like my mom never criticized me about like my weight or, you know, what I, what I was eating, all that, but she did criticize herself. So Like in a way, the relationship you have with yourself also affects others. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, even my coworkers, like my, my like size four coworkers are like, oh my God, I'm so fat. And I'm like, I'm actually fat. So what, (laughs) how do you like, how do you think about me? If you think that you yourself are overweight, like I, and something I'm trying to work on, but. You know, it's like things you hear do affect you.
3: Definitely. I think it's like so much more deep rooted than that. Like it just really is so ingrained. Um, That kind of reminded me of, I was bridesmaid dress shopping and I'm so happy to be in this wedding, but I look very different than all the other bridesmaids. Everyone else is significantly smaller than me, which is fine. And I like hyped myself up, you know, I'm going to go, I'm in my friend's wedding. I'm going to look like a bad bitch. It's going to be great. So we're going and we're going to these different stores to try on dresses and stuff. And we're talking about a size of a dress that, um, what size we're going to, everyone's going to order. Cause you know, they always give you like two sizes larger, which is just bullshit because they want you to like hem it and like take it in. It's a whole yeah. thing. I don't need to go into that. But anyway, this one girl was like, well, they gave me a size zero, but I think I might just get a size two just in case I'm pregnant and all fat next year. And that, ended me emotionally that day (laughs) because I was like I just don't know if that if if that's ever a thing that should come out of anyone's mouth and this happened like fucking four years ago now and I still think about it all the time Mm -hmm. like
2: to be pregnant and still be a size two but also like to to
1: to like compare pregnancy to like being fat like you're pregnant I mean one like to be yeah. fat is not a like that's not the worst thing that's ever going to happen to you in your life. And also, like being pregnant, you gain weight because there's mo- a life inside of you. Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah, you're like, what are we? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Somebody was somebody recently around me was criticizing some girl that was pregnant, and they're like, she gained fifty pounds. You're only supposed to gain. 25 to 30 and she gained 50 like just because you're craving it doesn't mean you have to eat it and I was like who cares what she I was like who Mm -hmm. cares if she was craving it she wanted it like she was building a body like who cares like why does it matter yeah why does it matter to you how does that affect your life
3: no it's like Uh, her body was adjusting the way it needed to
2: mm yeah and you know what, better to gain 50 pounds than have a malnourished baby. Yeah. Like, so it's going to be big.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like it's, it's so hard. Like hearing those comments from people, like hearing the comments that you guys have heard and like thinking of all the comments I've had to hear in my life. Um, especially recently, like, I feel like with the whole pandemic of like the pandemic 20 and people that were, that were talking about that. And then like people were trying to like lose the pandemic 20 and like, when we started seeing each other and people were complimenting each other for their weight loss and stuff, like all of those comments and like to all those podcast listeners, if you lose a shit ton of weight, I'm not going to compliment you on it. I'm not going to comment on it. If you gain a bunch of weight, I'm not going to comment or criticize or anything because my goal is like, if I ever comment or compliment you on your body, it's going to be like, you look hot, you look strong, you look beautiful. Like I'm not going to specifically say anything about your fucking weight because to me, like, you don't know why a person's losing weight. You don't know why a person's gaining weight. And like, you're also in my mind, when you're complimenting somebody for weight loss, you're you're, you are telling them that they are better now than when they were with that weight on them. And I just, I really struggle with that. And I struggle like hearing, cause it's not like when I hear like people complimenting each other, it's not like I want to be complimented. I, I don't care about that, but it just makes me so uncomfortable to like hear other women like compliment each other for that stuff or like make weird comments about like, yeah, I was so fat 20 years ago. Or I was like I'm just ugh. like, it. Mm-hmm. I don't like being in those spaces. They make me really uncomfortable. And then I feel like an outlier if I try to be like, you know, fat's not a bad word, you should carbs are not bad. Oh my God, don't even get mm-hmm. me started on how many conversations I've had to have at work with people about like carbs are not a bad thing.
2: One of the, yeah, one of the things that I really hated the most about the pandemic besides everything was um when people were like if you didn't lose weight during the pandemic or you didn't start a new hobby or you didn't do what you wanted to do it's not because you didn't have the time it's because you didn't have the discipline and it's like i'm sorry i was struggling with multiple mental illnesses and the fact that we were in i don't know a goddamn pandemic excuse me for not learning how to knit <laughs> like, no. If only you had more discipline, Miranda. If you only could be, I had it, more it, discipline. Had to and knit
1: right now. Knit wear.
2: You guys would have yep. Harry Potter sweaters at your doors mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. when it's 90 degrees here.
1: Yeah, I
0: just always go back to like I it should be really what I start saying to people. Like when I'm in those spaces of people like complimenting each other and like talking about weight loss and stuff is like if we all did, all four of us, if we stuck to the same workout regime and ate the same food day in and day out, our bodies would still look different. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Body diversity is a thing because diverse, like our bodies are different. Like that's how it, that's how it, our bodies are built differently. Like just, I don't know, just the, the yeah, the, the fat phobia, um, and all of that that I've had to listen to with some of my friends and coworkers and family members and stuff like sometimes I just it's hard to like be that outsider where, because it is so internalized like we grew up listening to and being absorbed into like true diet culture in the '90s and the early 2000s and it's yeah. I just wish I could like break I wish I could break everyone free from that shit because it's yeah.
2: Mm-hmm you saying that we all would still have different bodies unlocked a memory for me. Um, back when I used to work at Arby's, I worked with this kid and we closed together. So it was just the two of us. And I don't know how we got on the topic of like weight or whatever, but he's like, Marita, you would never be a size small. And I was like, excuse me. And he goes, yeah, your shoulders are too broad. I mean, you could be a medium, but you're never going to be a small. And I was like, I mean I guess but but yeah so it's like a backhanded compliment like yeah you're you're
0: pretty for being a big girl or right. yeah or like, like, yeah. Okay. like
3: Lizzo brave for yeah. just being herself. oh my god
2: for existing yeah, yeah.
1: so brave So brave. Who who, um, Nicole Byer has a great bit of being so fat and so brave. That's like her constant hashtag. She's like, I'm being hashtag very, very brave, very fat, fat and brave (laughs) (laughs) out here. Uh, Out here being brave and fat.
0: Well, I think we can end on that note. Then (laughs) Uh, I think we solved it.
1: I think we solved internalized fat phobia. We solved yep uh, body image issues.
0: We're never, Soul. ever going to feel not <laughs> confident again in our bodies ever exactly. again, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. If only. But Claudia, Miranda, thanks for joining us. We'll definitely have you both back on the podcast at some point. Um, just appreciate both of you for, yeah, hanging out with us tonight.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Yeah. yeah. Bye,
1: everyone. Bye, Bye, guys. Bye. If you're enjoying Oh, I Did It Again, follow us on Instagram at Podcast please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Email us, tell us your stories. You can reach us at opodcast22 at email.com.